Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Great to see you all here today at another Voltec Tech Talk. I'm joined here by John Hewson and I myself, Sherbaz, and today we're going to be talking about location tracking and present-day privacy concerns. It's actually an interesting episode these uh, today. I was going through a few of our topics, and I was like, wow, I cannot believe this is this is happening, you know? It feels like we're living in 1984. Have you have you read 1984, John? Yep, at this point I have. Finished it a couple months ago. Good on you. I feel like I, I haven't even read it properly, but I feel like I'm living it, you know? <laughs> I feel like I don't need to read it. I feel like uh I feel like we've got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> For sure. So to our lovely listeners, we're taking a general privacy stance or I guess oriented topic for our podcast on this day and we'll start it off by discussing a relatively recent announcement by apple and google to enforce the removal of x mode from their applications so do you know much about x mode shabuzz well no i actually i actually hadn't heard much about x mode until this but to be honest like i feel like every time we hear about one of these things you know john we hear about these things and we're like, yeah, well, I don't know if I'm just like too close to the tech myself, but it doesn't surprise me anymore. And I don't know if that's good or bad. It's like these, like when I, when you find out, oh, company ABC has been tracking you. I'm like, all right, <laughs> that sounds about right. I mean, do you know what? Has it, have you almost become desensitized to this as well? Of course. I think, I think most people have um, for, I mean, I can actually just link this in right now um so a little stat that i found on a forbes article is that 80 percent of americans think that at least one tech giant is listening in on their conversations within that 68 percent think it's facebook 53 percent think that it's tiktok and 45 percent think that it's google but only 18 percent say that they had deleted facebook because of privacy concerns and so that's pretty telling wherein about uh, less than one-fifth of those who actually believe that we are being listened to by one of these huge corporations, the tech giants, less than less than a quarter of us actually act on that fear and remove ourselves from the position wherein we are vulnerable to that. And I guess I see myself within that um, three-quarters of the population, you know, who just idly sit by and don't really... I am concerned by the degradation over time of our privacy online but not so much so that i've jumped ship yet and it seems to be the case for you as well um so i guess and that's we are desensitized right yeah we are i mean i get it i don't know maybe i'm too close to the tech but for me it's just i know i don't know I feel like I know I know that they must be tracking us, but I feel like there's so much I know this is probably not the right mindset to have and people can be out for blood when I say this. So please don't take this personally. But there's just so much data out there that like well I'm having doubts that they're actually constantly listening to us because we'd be looking at the network usages on our devices and being like, "Huh, why are these many megabytes being like beamed up? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like at the end of the day, like 
aren't we buying these devices to listen to us? Like, I talk to Siri every day. Probably the saddest statement I've made this year. But I talk to Siri every day, and I know that Siri's listening. Siri is my best friend. Siri is my best friend. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, like, I get it. Yeah, they are listening to us, but not for the worst reasons. And, like, <sighs> one doesn't matter. And two, there's so much data out there, you know? Like, why why would I be significant? And, like, there's so many CCTV cameras around anyway. I'm pretty sure if someone really wanted to track you high up enough, they'd just be able to do that. I'm just... Do you get what I mean? It's like, yeah, so what? <laughs> yeah, um... So just on a little glance, it seems that Siri does perhaps... It does listen in to conversations to help with things like dictation and to understand you better and recognize what you say. And that that I can work with, you know, because say someone has a very unique accent, perhaps it's difficult for the Siri AI to pick up on what one is saying. And so having prolonged exposure to that person's accent would, that's just giving them a training data set so that you can very well understand what they're trying to dictate in the case that you do want to talk to Siri. But... The concerns lie within whether that data is being used for other stuff, like creating a marketing profile such that you can be more effectively advertised to. I guess that really brings us onto X mode pretty well, actually. So do you want to maybe give me a rundown of X mode? Sure. So um, to just quote this The Verge article, you may have never heard of the company X mode social, but its code may be in some of the apps on your phone tracking and selling your location data. Now Google and Apple are trying to put a stop to it. And according to a Wall Street Journal article, the tech companies have told developers to remove Xmode's code from their apps or risk getting them pulled from their respective app stores. So this is news from the 11th of December, fairly new. And so this re represents a pretty, um, I guess, fresh stance by Google slash Apple with regards to, I guess, protecting users, specifically location privacy. But this shocks me because, like, oh, I don't know. Google surely has some double standards here, don't they? Because Google's known to be that big data harvesting company to serve really good ads. So, like, if I hear Apple's doing something like this, I'm like, yeah, that fits into character. But why would Google be doing something like this? And I guess that's where the other part of this article really comes into it, right? So apparently this Xmode SDK was embedded in specific applications or a specific genre of applications that targeted um, a certain subset of society. So... Um, it says that this technology is used in 400 apps, um, in over 400 apps, including many apps designed for Muslim users, um, with the ones that remind users to pray, and Muslim-focused dating apps. And apparently, U.S. military, the U.S. military, was um, sell buying this data. And it's almost a way of profiling people from these subsections of society. And that's actually pretty eerie. But then the question is, like, 
there are 398 different apps here. It's almost like a, it's almost like this narrative that this article is trying to portray. I'm sure that's not the only reason the U.S. military is buying this data. But what, why is the U.S. military buying location data? Makes you wonder. It does make you wonder. Um, and just, I don't know if you recall or whether you heard about it at all, but this was over a year ago. Um, I'm seeing around February of 2019. But Google and Apple were getting some flack around that time um, for hosting a Saudi government app um, called Absha, which allows men to, to monitor slash restrict the movements of their wives. Um, what? Wait, sorry, what is this app called again? Absher, A-B-S-H-E-R. Oh my gosh, what is this? Um, and unsure whether in the... I, I assume in the end they did decide it violated their policies. I hope so, at least. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess, one of the... That wasn't quoted in an example in this The Verge article regarding X-Mode Social. Um so I do hope that it's not included among these 400 apps at this point, but it very well may be. I'm looking into Absher a little more. It looks like it's a it's like a government app for citizens, which is weird. Like it's or that just makes it weirder. Um, I don't know, man. It's actually like, it's just I don't know. I'm just so dislike. I'm trying to think of the word. I'm giving up. I don't think big tech companies are the right ones to to police this kind of stuff, you know? To bring us into the future? Possibly not. Exactly. 1984. If the government knows exactly where you are, slash if it gives husbands the ability to completely control and restrict their wives' movements, we're in a an interesting moral quandary, aren't we? I don't even think it's interesting. I think it's just messed up, my friend. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to not fling too much shade at specific countries. No, this is true, but like, you shouldn't be able to, I don't know. Like, regardless of marital status, this should not be a thing, like, in general. Do you know what I mean? And like, you've got two, you've got two real mindsets here, right? You've got some people who are just like, you know what? Who cares? Because I'm not doing anything wrong when it comes to this kind of data being shared. But then you've got um, you've got other people being like, surely I have a right to a shred of privacy. There's a reason I don't go out on the street and yell all of my text messages out to everyone. Like, while I'm not doing anything wrong, I have the right to some basic human privacy yeah exactly and i mean that's the dystopian argument you hear in a lot of fictional works and stuff like slash i think the australian government said it at some point whichever person said it but if you've got nothing to hide then you've got nothing to worry about that sort of mentality is the dangerous slippery slope on which you can easily see individual and collective freedoms slowly erode I don't know, but I think there's a bigger commentary to be had here. Like, how much freedom do we really have in society? Like, yes, we're, we're like, we're, we're saying, hey, we don't want to lose our electronic freedoms here. Because I think you can kind of call these electronic freedoms and electronic rights to privacy. But if a government really wanted to dig deep within your non-electronic privacy, they'd probably be able to do that as well. 
I feel like as human beings, we don't really have a massive amount of privacy to begin with. Are we okay with that, however? It's just... I don't know. Like, are, How easily do you really think that the government can peek into our non-online slash non-electronic lives on the net? Surely... In principle, it's easier to monitor out. I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess it gives them accessibility that they probably never had before, and there probably are certain procedures in place. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a bit worrying. Do you know what I mean? It's like, they obviously don't have issues buying all of this data, right? If they have no issues buying all of this data, then... Who's to say, like, then they basically forfeit their moral righteousness to say we would never do this in person either, because you're obviously doing it electronically. And there must be rules and procedures in place. I'm not saying that the government's out to get us or anything. But what I am saying is, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like maybe we're just shifting to less electronic privacy. Like, like you can easily get, like, a subpoena or something of some sort. To, again, not a legal person here, but I don't know. I'm just like, after seeing all of these stories, and then there were the Snowden leaks as well. Do you remember those? So basically, it was like, US government allegedly was doing mass surveillance and some slides leaked. And this guy who worked at the NSA came out, came forward and said, hey, this is happening. And they have all of your data. And they have this kind of data. And then basically people started, some people thought he was a hero because he told everyone that the government's spying on its own population. But then some people said he was a villain because he just gave away the secrets by which we're keeping the country safe, right? I feel like with privacy, you always have this dichotomy between safety and like privacy. It's like, which one do you want? Do you want to have your privacy or do you want to stay safe? Do you know what I mean? So I personally like the idea of a fully transparent government that is accountable to their citizens. And when you enable them to have such ability to monitor whatever they please, then where, where does it end? You know, it, it can only really descend further into chaos and they can only justify greater levels of surveillance because as you said i mean i think they want us to have this sense of the dichotomy wherein we're trading a little bit of personal freedom but for extraordinarily enhanced security but can i play devil's advocate for a second yeah for sure i mean i guess my question to you is let's say tomorrow you woke up and somehow you are suddenly the leader of 200 million people. Let's say your population has criminals in it. Your population has people that do nefarious things. Let's say you've got some really weird, like, insane drug addicts in it. And you need to keep the peace. And then you've got this, um, this foreign power in your country that's slowly starting to come through grassroots communities wanting to terrorize your country. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, how do I maintain peace? 
what do I do? And let's say you were at a board of like whoever the heck runs the country and they're like, you have a choice. We have direct access and we can use artificial intelligence and some algorithms to determine if there's a big hazard coming up and you can save lives. We can get the data for all of these things before they happen. Do you know what I mean? Would you really sit in that position and say, I don't want to save lives? Yeah, but does that imply that you're using probabilistic methods to predict who are going to be terrorists, stuff like that? Yeah, and this this would probably, honestly, like... <laughs> That's straight out of an Avengers movie, dude. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> do these psychoanalytic tests on for every person's or, or, or let's just not, let's not even say it's like let's say you could have like little keywords right that could trigger all of these um just just like notifications that hey maybe you should check in look into this guy this guy is or this gal is saying some really horrific things like would you not want to take that preventative approach and if you're told hey we have 20 million people none of this data is individualized to the point where we see a big threat like why wouldn't you take it well, how can you individualize how can you individualize 200 million people? Like you're legitimately just going through everyone's messages, but no a human doesn't even do this. It's probably done programmatically. Um well, I mean, extreme times can call for extreme measures, Shabazz. I think that whilst some people t- were outraged and incensed at the idea of COVID's a good example of this. In a lot of countries, people have had to give up some supposed freedoms for the sake of the security and health of the rest of the population. <laughs> exactly. But the greater good can only be extended so far. Um, but in the case of... well, The greater good. Exactly. It's very circumstantial. I can't really... I'm just going to call it that. It's a very complicated hypothetical question you're posing. You think so? So you, I, you're telling me that you would not choose to go through all of these messages programmatically to find trigger words that could save people's lives. To have a temporary lockdown and to be forced to wear masks and to have a lot of businesses shut down and to have certain activities banned. I don't know, like, just playing devil's advocate. I don't think it's a hypothetical, though. I don't think it's a hypothetical. I think it actually happens. I don't know. Like, all of these data leaks, like, why, why is the government buying data? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, just playing devil's advocate, like us losing our privacy, like it kind of makes a lot of sense. I'm not saying it's right. I mean, to have a temporary lockdown and to be forced to wear masks and to have a lot of businesses shut down and to have certain activities banned. Some would deem that authoritarian, but I think that's perfectly reasonable in the case of a pandemic and as do a lot of other sensible people. It's not a it's, it's not an outrageous thing to expect from your population in order to save a fraction of a percent of the population but yeah it's a bit different to to analyzing everyone's chats <laughs> this is true this is true and the question is do we yeah. for the potential of them committing violent <laughs> acts against the rest of us i don't know i mean do, do you get what i mean it's not clear cut it's not like no it is a it's a very gray area yeah it's it's extremely gray, and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the question is, how do we value privacy? Like, what does what value does your privacy have at the end of the day? Is your privacy worth 
and w- what value do human lives have at the end of the day? And what value? Depends who you ask. <laughs> exactly. And like, is it is it a trade off worth making? Do you know what I mean? It's it's not simple. And I myself like privacy. I value it. I do what most internet savvy, I mean, like tech savvy people do. I'll pop on a VPN every now and then. Do you know what I mean? Not just for Netflix. Um, I'll 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 try keep myself relatively secure. I'll use good passwords. I'll do the smart stuff. I won't download shady stuff off the internet. <laughs> It's responsible, yeah. Just out of privacy concerns, but at the same time, I understand. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's super great, and I think it's really easy to pass judgment, but to actually be there and make the decisions, like it, like they say, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Indeed, yeah. With great power comes great responsibility as well, and all that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Let's go straight. Is that a Star Wars quote? I feel like no. Nah, that's Spider Man. Um, oh yes! Oh my gosh! I just got I just got caught out for being a poser, not knowing pop culture. But any so before you were commenting on how um, we've sort of become desensitized to the idea of slowly seeing our privacy be eroded slash um, levels of surveillance increase. Um, something have you heard, you aware of Monero, the cryptocurrency? Uh, Monero. Uh, no, I'm not. So it is the, let's see, 14th largest cryptocurrency um, by market cap, which is just the total amount of money that it's worth, almost 3 trillion US dollars. Oh my gosh. Um, But so earlier this year, the United States IRS, Internal Revenue Service, or IRS, announced a $625,000 bounty to anyone who can crack Monero. Um, So... The reason for that being that Monero is the the premier privacy-based cryptocurrency and it has yet to be cracked. There is, if you use it correctly, it's effectively untraceable. There are a couple of companies who at this point say that they have probabilistic methods of being able to, you know, pin, um, select a few transactions and say there's a very high chance that it's these ones. But... This is so confusing. Like, isn't the whole point of a blockchain-based currency or crypto so that you have a ledger so you know exactly who has everything and you can keep track? Yeah, um, for the most part. But somehow they have a cleverly designed means of encryption. Um, I believe it's called asymmetric encryption, wherein only one party of the two enacting a trade um, need a key to see um, the what you might call a ledger and other blockchains and third parties can't see that oh, transaction so complicated it's interesting oh my but no one has cracked it and because it's um done so well thus far it is used for the majority of darknet drug trades and um trades of yeah just various illicit substances on the web but surely you'd have to buy monero that would put you on a list of some sort right yeah quite possibly um and i know as an amateur crypto trader i the exchanges in australia have stopped being allowed to host monero i believe at least the major ones that i'm a part of don't let me buy it anymore um anymore oh my gosh man i don't want to know about your dark past 
over here. No, just speculating, Shabazz. Um, nothing shady going on here. Sorry, I just called you out, mate. I just <laughs> called you out, but okay. Um, okay. <laughs> hey, it's still a good investment oh, opportunity. Good. It's just... And I don't believe... It. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, someone with the technological know-how to crack Monero, if such a person did exist, would likely be anti-IRS anyway and would surely want to use their power not to help with big brother spying on the the everyday person which who are just trying to preserve their wealth i don't know that's just speculation but <laughs> and uh, will avoid taxation move their money around illegally pay your taxes pay your taxes guys pay your taxes oh my gosh that reminds me no, of just buy taxes. some monero you'll be fine. anyway <laughs> yeah we do not endorse this message this is all hypothetical. I'd just like to say that here. Please, guys, pay your taxes as respectable vault viewers, listeners, whatever you're doing. We're actually thinking about starting a YouTube channel. Have us both on camera, you know? Have a conversation in a room. Put on the lights. I do feel that. Do you feel me, John? We'd be able to allow you to be our audience rather than our listeners. Exactly. I mean, why aren't we? We've got the we've got the audience now. All of you guys tuning in at home. I think it's worth doing. So yeah. Monero. Um yeah. Nice, so nice, that's nice. very interesting. Anyway, we went <laughs> yeah, on somewhat. a bit of a tangent. Um, but we'll get back to I think one of the more interesting subtopics of this conversation. Um Microsoft three six five. So um this is a a, a Guardian article from this year, November 26th. So, to quote, Microsoft has been criticized for enabling workplace surveillance. And within their Microsoft 365, to those who aren't aware, that's basically a cloud-hosted version of the Microsoft Office. So you got Word, Excel, PowerPoint, all that bundled into a cloud package. But the crux of this argument is that the company has provided a productivity score feature, which essentially allows managers to use Microsoft 365 to track their employees' activity at an individual level. What um, a Microsoft blog post has stated with regards to this, the tools are designed to provide you visibility into how your organization works and to aggregate everything from email use to network connectivity into a headline percentage for office productivity. And so by default, reports also let managers drill down into data on individual employees to find those who participate less in group chat conversations, send fewer emails, or fail to collaborate in shared documents. And now, at first glance, this is absolutely nuts. <laughs> this makes me laugh a little. Can I tell you why? Yeah, go on. Yeah, it actually is. But like a lot of the time when I'm very active in Teams chat, it like one of my jobs, right? The chances are it's not because I'm collaborating, but it's because I'm sending memes to people. So I don't know if that's the best measure of productivity right there. I don't know. What do you think? No, they'll have a meme checking bot as well for you, Shabazz. What? For so me? they can, they'll subtract from your group chat contribution point index the amount of memes that you send. Oh, they'll man. have an intelligent AI. And it will also know how bad the memes are that you send. <laughs> and you'll get subtracted more for that. 
<laughs> I'd hope not, because I swear I'm going to be, like, negative scoring out. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but so to quote an Australian researcher named Wolfie Chris, Chris, Crystal uh, from Twitter. Sorry, it's a tweet. Um, Any evaluation of group productivity data can also shift power from employees to organizations. Microsoft gets the power to define highly arbitrary metrics that will potentially affect the daily lives of millions of employees and even shape how organizations function. And another quote, being under constant surveillance in the workplace is psychological abuse. Having to look busy for the stats is the last thing we need to inflict on anyone right now. Uh, quote from Hanemeyer Hansen, co-founder of another office productivity suite called Basecamp. And just as the reputation of a new and better company was being built, they detonated with the most invasive workplace surveillance scheme yet to hit the mainstream. And so those are all instances of backlash um, due to yeah, companies and individuals within those companies deeming this as a genuine violation of workplace privacy. And I don't know, like, how do you feel about employees being tracked? Like, because I know many an employee, you know, just just being me. I've I've been around the employee block a couple of times, and I know some employees do quite the opposite. They work late hours, but they don't want their employers to know, so they actually set their status as away. And then the next morning, you message them, being like, "Hey, what's up? Why are you away?" And they're like, "Oh, I forgot to switch it back. I was in stealth mode all night." And I'm just thinking, like. I don't know. What's what's your stance? Well, I like the little, um, whichever quote it was here, having to look busy for the stats. So once you understand how you're being monitored and what specifically they're looking for, you'll know how to game the system and make it look like you're being productive when you're not. And that's ultimately destructive for your workplace productivity. This is true. If you know how the system works, you can play it. And why wouldn't you if you know that it's got a direct correlation with, say, your likelihood for promotion or how your peers slash... Your key performance indicators. Indeed. Um, So I don't see it... I mean, obviously in some, say, I think in particularly oppressive workplaces wherein perhaps employees, even without this technology, were already in constant fear of losing their job perhaps or don't have very healthy relationships with managers and co-workers, I think it would probably just add to the mound of pressure and um, give them more of the stick because not much of a carrot is being used in those circumstances. But in workplaces where you have healthier workplace relationships, etc., I think that's where it would be less productive. But that on the on the whole, I am saying that I don't like the concept whatsoever. I'm just saying that in workplaces wherein there are unhealthy power dynamics and people are, you know, living in constant fear of losing their job, perhaps, I think it would have a more positive effect on productivity outcomes. Yeah, I think you're right. And there's a real question to be asked. Like back in the olden days, I don't want to sound too... Um, too disheartened but work used to be work and life used to be outside you used to have a life outside of that and i feel like 
The more interconnected we get with our devices, at first it may have just been the Blackberry with the emails at home, and then it may have been the smartphones with the emails on the smartphone that you can access all the time. And now it looks like you've got instant messaging in your pocket <laughs> and your employer is able to monitor how frequently you access that. I mean, it just seems like the whole concept of a work-life balance is kind of going awry. Do you know what I mean? It's disintegrating, yeah. Yeah, yeah, disintegrating. Like, it just seems so, um, I don't know, it feels dystopian, man. Yeah, because it kind of is, isn't it? Actually, does. Um, but reassuringly, I th- Microsoft is responding to all that flack, um, and they're removing individual usernames, and they're just aggregating all of the analytics at the organizational level. Oh, really? They've done this now? Yeah, they made an apology. Because I'm having a look at their, um, I'm having a look at their um, Teams thing. Um, oh, interesting. But look, it's like. It's showing you um, there's this team's user activity report they can get for a user by the looks of it. And it has display names of users, number of one-to-one calls, channel messages, and your last activity date. Is that still implemented? Yeah. Like oh. on their documentation, they still have it. And it says that they um, they show you how users connect to teams, whether they're on their phones or their laptops or their computers. It's actually pretty messed up. I don't know. Yeah, not a fan of all that. Oh, man. Gotta gotta switch to Slack, eh? No, just kidding. I don't know what Slack does. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's pretty messed up in my opinion, but I guess, I don't know. It feels like whenever you've got a weird ethical debate with um with technology, it's it always comes back to whether there's a demand for it. And if there's a demand for it, the chances are someone is doing it screw the ethics because there isn't enough... I guess government or some form of intervention here. Exactly, yeah. Um, well, we were going on before slightly in one of our tangents about how, you know, 80% of Americans, and I assume the stats are similar in most countries, um, feel concerned about tech giants listening in too much and are concerned about what the major data harvesting apps are doing with all of that. Um, there's this Wired article that, suggests a number of different applications that you can use to directly replace the ones that you currently use such that you're more private online um and it's i think at some point there'll just be a straw that breaks the camel's back and hopefully there'll be a social movement wherein everyone just migrates to these apps so one that i'm looking at right now uh signal an app for messaging that hosts for for the most part all of the same features as facebook messenger Firefox for web browsing, enhanced privacy, DuckDuckGo for search engines, OSM and for maps, ProtonMail for email, and Jumbo for social media. And so there are options for all of these, but they only work when you have all of those who you wish to communicate with via these applications make the transition with you. You can't do it solo. There's no point, which is which just speaks to the power that they have. They've established that market share and now it's really hard to pry it away from them, isn't it? That is like the essence of why people are so hesitant in moving away from things like Apple, Google, Facebook. Well, not Apple, but just Facebook and Google for the most part. I know Apple always gets a pretty nice, um, a pretty nice uh, 
wrap in these situations. Yeah, it's actually really, really messed up. Um, have you um, have you uh seen this? Like you mentioned, this influx of users to things like Signal. I think my mom shifted to Signal. <laughs> I was like, "You what now?" <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, I don't trust WhatsApp." And she's not a very techie person. I mean, you know, she's she's techie, but not super techie. So um, it kind of, it kind of surprised me, to be honest. It, it made me think a little. It made me go, huh. Seems like the average person is also a bit concerned about their privacy. Um, just uh, have you checked out... Isn't WhatsApp owned by Google? Or is it owned by... Uh, it's owned by Facebook, I believe. There's, there's no inbuilt advertising, is there? Um, I don't think so. Have you checked out um, ad settings on Google? No, I haven't. What can you do? Um, this is really fascinating. So if you go to adsettings.google.com, it shows you your ad profile and what advertisers are seeing about you. I'm just going through mine and it's actually pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to know what they think I'm into? If if you don't mind sharing. They think I'm 18 to, tw- they think I'm 18 to 24 years old. That's correct. They know that I'm male. Okay. Fair enough. They know my web hosting platform. They know the shops I frequent very frequently. They know the model of my car. I can't remember giving Google the model of my car. How on earth could they know that? No clue. Um, They know my phone. They know I use an Apple iOS phone. They know I'm into audio equipment. They know I live in Australia. Um, they know I am into games. They know I'm into computers. They know my company size. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's At insane. least you get to see this. <laughs> I know, but what have you known about this if I didn't tell it to you? I'm pretty sure this is just some, like, random EU regulation, but they haven't told anyone that they can access it. They know my education level. They know that I'm currently a university student. They, oh my gosh, this is insane. They know that I use credit cards pretty, like, pretty frequently, which means I must spend online. They know I care about the environment. This is insane. I haven't actually seen this before. They know where my job industry is. They know that I'm in the tech industry. This is just, they know that I'm not a parent. How do they know that I'm not a parent? Because the, <laughs> they know my marital status, they know that I'm single. Wow! So this is straight from—is this How from do they Chrome? Know that I'm single. Is this just inside Chrome? Yeah. Wow. I'll I'll send you guys a link. I mean, it's ad setting ad settings. So ads settings. Dot Google dot com. How do they know that I'm single? That's insane. Must have it written all over me. They have their ways. <laughs> um, that is insane and troubling. I, I'm just like, I'm taking. I'm actually like, I'm not, I'm not putting this on. I'm actually shocked. Well, another, another, okay. perhaps our last little segue. Um, but interesting that it's related to Google. Um, to quote a Wired article from 2019, Google was merging with Fitbit, or at least attempting to. And that represents 
to many a significant creeping of their unparalleled insight into the lives of many people, giving them more analytics as intimate as people's workout routines or running routes or how long they sleep for. Um, so to those who don't know what a Fitbit is, just, it's like one of those Apple smartwatches. Um, and yeah, Fitbit have less than 5% of the wearables market as of 2019. And the Apple smartwatches, whatever you call them, sorry, had 20, 32%. So by far the biggest stake in the market. Yeah, and they've been around forever. Yeah. Like, I used to have a Fitbit. Did you used to have a Fitbit? No, I never did. Very well, wise, apparently, because Google's merging with Fitbit. That's insane. Fitbits know how much you sleep. They actually, like, the moment you go to sleep, they have some algorithm that can detect your sleeping. And people wear them while they sleep to get sleep analytics. It tells you how rough your sleep has been or how nice it's been, how long you've slept for. Like, they could know how stressed out you are based on your <laughs> Fitbit data. Yeah, and it's pretty insane. Yeah, people are concerned about this just because, I mean, Google have a bad rep at this point. Like they're just they have a pretty significant monopoly on, not monopoly, but they're the one of the hugest data harvesters on the planet. And I mean, Apple with their thirty two percent, what are they going to do with that data that they're getting from their smartwatches that is nefarious? Google are going to harvest that data to infer more things about your personality and then just hurl more advertisements at you to turn you into a little piggy And your bank. marital status, apparently. Indeed. <laughs> Ask Shabazz, everyone. <laughs> yeah, man, I feel violated. Yeah, so um, Google. Got to love them, but got to be scared of them at the same time. I don't know if you got to love them, mate. <laughs> I mean, that's a... <laughs> That was a very interesting ending to quite a journey, like quite an interesting podcast. It's really been a it's really been a roller coaster today. It's been a blast, Shabazz. Yeah, talking about privacy issues, especially in such a topical year as twenty twenty. You know, this is a I know it's been heated all year, and it's only going to get more significant as more and more developments come through, and it seems like there is no shortage of said developments. There really is and not. It'll be very interesting to reflect on this in even a couple of years' time. Tech moves so fast these days, no one can possibly perceive at this present day what Google is going to look like in a decade. This is true. Anyway, oh, I guess that's all for today. But until next time, um, take care, guys. Until next time. Cheers, Shabazz. Signing off. Cheers, John. Signing off. Take care.